It is Friday, June 7th. This is your daily perspective from Politics NC. I'm Kirk Kovac here with Thomas Mills. Thomas, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm great today. And the biggest story in the news uh, yesterday, and I'm sure for the next few days as the Supreme Court continues looking at gerrymandering, is this uh, Hoffeller bombshell with the map. So he was the architect of this uh, whole red map program back in the day. The Republicans redrew districts when they took over control of a lot of state legislatures after 2010, I think. And I think North Carolina in particular was ground zero for that. So just basically, could you unpack what has happened with this story and maybe implications from it? Um, yeah. When uh, Tom um, Koffler died, he left a bunch of files on a computer that his daughter ended up with. And she turned around and gave, uh, I think it's several hard drives and thumb drives yeah. to Common Cause, um, who were suing over the gerrymandering stuff in North Carolina. And as they've gone through them, they've started to find a lot of interesting stuff. Initially, nobody said anything about her giving the files to uh, Common Cause. Now, as the revelations are starting to come out, come out, the GOP is trying to stop it. The first revelation dropped last week when there's been a debate about asking a question about citizenship on the census. And Republicans have kept, you know, they've always argued, oh, it just makes sense. We need to know this stuff. This is just for census data. Well, in fact, you get on Hoffler's file um, a rationale for for offering it in which he says in he, he says that asking this question will be bad for Democrats and good for Republicans. Really what he's saying is it's going to restrict access to the ballot for some people. And that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what Democrats have been accusing Republicans of for a long time. Now it comes out that he had maps on his files that look remarkably like uh, the ones that the GOP ended up using in 2000 uh, or, 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 or fixing maps that uh, the, the courts had found um, unconstitutional. According to the article, 90% of the Senate lines were drawn and 97% of the House lines were drawn. And yet the GOP went in front of a judge in, in 2017 who said, we don't have enough time to redraw these districts and have a special election. When in fact, they probably already had uh, the, the, the template for the districts in place. Now, probably nothing's going to happen with it, to be honest with you. Um, but what it is, is it's just bad headlines. And it start when you talk about rigging elections, it starts to give a lot of ammunition to Democrats who say Demo Republicans have tried to rig the elections. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it drives the Democratic base out and it sours the middle on, on Republicans who uh, a, a middle that doesn't like to see unfair play. So I think it's, you know, it's a potentially big story. Um, we'll see if they can stop more revelations from coming out or not. I mean, that's, I think that's the key. There are thousands or there are tens of thousands of files in here. Um, I'm sure nobody's gotten through all of them yet, but this guy was the chief map drop maker for, for Republicans nationally, but he, he lived in Raleigh and spent a bunch of time uh, working on North Carolina maps. 
Right. And there were, I believe, 75,000 files they're sifting through. And and to your point, the the lawyers for the Republicans allowed them to access that. And then after it came out that there was a lot of damning information, like the next day they said, oh, you cannot absolutely not use this. And they freaked out about it, even though they had already allowed it. There are some interesting dynamics, too. I know the daughter who had possession of the estate is like estranged from um, her dad before he died. And, and David Lewis issued a statement yesterday about it. That was kind of like saying as much and said he was at his funeral when she wasn't sort of weird personal jabs about that. But it seems like this is just another item in a slew of bad press for the Republicans. Really just in the past few months, they had first the Mark Harris stuff happened last election and all that played out for months. And, then there was the um, that donor, and then Dallas Woodhouse left, and Robin Hayes was right. charged with crimes. All these different things happening. So it seems like day to day there are a couple things happening. But when you pull back and look at the past six or seven months, it's really striking how much bad press they've gotten. Right, and and, and, um, and it, it that that's what damages a brand, so to speak. You know. I mean, it's- exactly. It's just recurring issues. It's, it's hard to see. And that their convention is this weekend, I think. Um, um, so they're going to have to solve that, find a new uh, chairperson as well yeah. to lead them through this storm. Yeah. Um, well, another issue with those maps were the uh, the question of uh, race. I know they said that they were not using racial data, and that's a big issue when looking at maps, especially when you're trying to gerrymander them. And in fact, uh, Hoffler did have racial data on the maps that he was doing. And I think, again, David Lewis said he didn't know what he was doing with the play maps, which I just find it personally hard to believe that this consultant for the the party who's probably making hundreds of thousands of dollars would just idly sit around and play with maps that he didn't plan on using. Right. But, uh, yeah. It's hard to speculate. Yeah. It, that, that, it really doesn't make any sense that somebody who's getting paid to draw these maps was doing it on his own time. I mean, you know, people who have their own time, they're by definition not doing the stuff they get paid to do. So if he was making maps for North Carolina, he was making them on there. He was making them for them um, and, and almost certainly at their ex- to, uh, on, on for their expense. So you're right. Well, it's kind of ridiculous. Sure going to be. There's going to be more to come out from this. Like you said before, there's some 75,000 odd documents to sift through, and I'm sure that will all be litigated over the next few weeks and months. But to shift to a different race, um, the North Carolina election for Senate, the Senate campaign has been heating up over the past few weeks. We've had different people jump in a primary challenge to Tom Tillis. But today, this morning, Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, who is probably the biggest proponent of President Trump after being opposed to him um, in a diehard fashion in the primaries. But uh, he has endorsed Tom Tillis today and said that North Carolinians should send him back to the Senate. So uh, do you think that'll have any effect on North Carolina politics at all? Or or what does that indicate to you that Lindsey Graham feels compelled to endorse Tom Tillis this early in that? Well, race? I think one thing, Tillis's strategies paid off. I mean, the, the guy threw out all his principles and decided to become a, you know, a full-on Trumper right behind Lindsey Graham. Well, you know, Graham did the same thing. Graham threw out all his principles and became Trump's chief ally, and and uh, um, now he's 
got an approval rating up in the high 70s. He, he, I think I saw something today that said when uh, right after Trump got election, elected, his approval rating among Republicans was uh, in the 40s, and it, and it skyrocketed. So, you know, now Tillis, who's, who's also got problems with Republican support, he's starting to get back up from, you know, Trump's chief promoter. So if the primary becomes who's most loyal to Trump, and it seems like both sides have been rushing to kind of grab the mantle of I'm the Trump candidate, maybe this helps, uh, particularly going down the stretch. If you have Lindsey Graham coming in North Carolina, you know, next next winter uh, in, in January and February, you know, pushing Tillis, you know, probably helps. Sure. Do you think that will be a substitute for the president himself coming to campaign for Tillis if it looks like he's in a bad place. Right. That's yeah. I think on. I think that's what, that was what I was going to say. Actually, is, is I think that uh, that if anybody can get Trump down here, it's probably Lindsey Graham. And um, I'm, I'm not sure Trump loves uh, Tillis, though. I'm sure he feels a victory in watching Tillis. Just you know that what Trump likes to do is humiliate people and make them bow to him. And Tillis has done exactly that. And, uh, you know, now Graham can make the case that Trump needs to come in and campaign for him. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right. Well, the Tillis, the Tillis Graham, um, comparison is interesting because like you said, Lindsey Graham has really adhered to the president after he became president and Tillis has not been so close to the president, but also in the morning consult poll a few weeks ago that showed Tillis being second worst off amongst his own party in his state. Uh, only Cory Gardner was less liked by Republicans in, in his respective state. That also showed Lindsey Graham being the most liked by Republicans in his state. So it shows that in terms of winning your primary at this point in time, you really want to be as close to the president as possible. So it looks like uh, Lindsey Graham is trying to send in support for Tillis. Right. And it says a lot about uh, Trump supporters too. <laughs> you know, I mean, anybody who goes and kisses Donald Trump's ass, they get their support. So, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're not standing too firm on principle either. So. Well, yeah, it might not, it might not be an attractive contract for them, but it is pretty simple and straightforward how mm -hmm. to do it. Exactly. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, we'll see what happens next week when we, meet again to talk about the news. I'm sure there won't be a quiet weekend in North Carolina politics. That's just not the right. norm. Well, uh, have a good weekend and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, take a second, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. And of course, politicsnc.com where you can read content every day of the week. Thanks. <laughs>